Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode. And you're watching Going In Raw. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, the legit boss. And you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? <laughs> hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. And available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the little notify bell next to it. If you're watching us on YouTube, we've always got new content. Every day of the week, sometimes twice a week. I'm sorry, sometimes twice per day yeah, during we, the week. Yeah, you get content every day. Uh, and then we're also on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. A bunch of reward tiers over there. It's the last week of April. Make sure you get your $20 pledge in. If you want the Friendo Care Package, there it is. You get a comic book, some stickers, a double-sided poster, and a postcard all with the OG, the original logo on it. And if you want you want to upsell $50, you get all that plus a shirt, plus not that shirt. one. It's an exclusive, exclusive logo shirt. No one else gets it. We do not sell it anywhere else. No. And you get everything. You get the care package. You, you get, get everything else. You, get, you put your, your dumb face there on Matt Chat. Matt Chat's quickly becoming my favorite show. You say that every time. It's been your favorite show for a very long time. Maybe like two years now. But like even more so because people mark out over the little dancing intro that you you pioneered. Yeah. It's good stuff. Sometimes I need to get some... Uh, uh, usually afternoon shows are a bit more difficult because... Uh, you get tired very easily. I do because I generally don't sleep very well. You wear out. You have your stamina is always like you're always standing there waiting to do a finisher. That's yeah. your stamina level. Yeah, especially in the afternoon after yeah. the morning show. Yeah. Um, so I, I have to do a little bit of something to to get my energy levels up. Also, with the five dollar Patreon mark uh, per month, we get five bonus episodes every single week. That's twenty per month, if my math is correct. Sometimes maybe a little bit more. And uh, also, YouTube channel memberships. Hit that join button. $5 a month, you get all that bonus content as well, plus some emotes and some badges. I got Cody Miles. I got the man Cody Miles working on a Robert Rude must, I'm sorry, a Rob Rude stash mm-hmm. emote for the channel members mm-hmm. and a is new it, Bray Wyatt. Is it just going to be mustache or I hope so. I'm, I'm leaving it in the, in the hands of Cody Miles. Yeah. Uh, because you also get at $1, you get a, a, a access to the Discord. Yes. Yeah. So. I'm kind of curious about this. I didn't look at the community poll yet. I put up a community oh, there you poll go. last night. Yay's with 37% and in-betweens with 33%. So there was a lot to like. 
So that's what, 80% of people either thought it was yay or somewhere in between. Yeah. Only 7% nay for Monday Night Raw. Don't plan to watch 13%. That's people who come to us Yeah. for the info. So Well, go to, to WB.com and at least watch uh, uh, Firefly Funhouse. Yeah. That's worth your time. <laughs> man, I got a kid now, man. I got to be good. Oh God! I well, love it. It was a, it was a, it was a, it's a superficial uh, uh, quality of goodness, if you will. What There's was still a lot of darkness brewing underneath it all? Oh yeah, I loved it. I loved I it. That was well. Did you mark out when you saw it? I thought it was really good, but here's the thing: I thought when Bray Wyatt debuted initially, it was really good too, and they pissed away all that goodwill. So uh, it, it's 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 more than any other talent on the main roster. It's always going to be a wait and see approach with me and Bray Wyatt, and it has very little to do with actually him. Because I think when given good material, he hits a home run nine times out of ten. See, here's the thing: there's a ton of potential in this. You and I take different approaches. Uh, I totally get it. I, I I am I'm with you in terms of there's a lot of potential in it, and and more often than not, WWE will tend to to squander that potential, and it'll just become repetitive and uninteresting however in the moment that production last night according to cody miles put up this uh, tweet in the discord uh from uh one of the fellas that apparently worked on it <laughs> we got our, oh wow oh, those are great uh he put up the emotes too uh this was a tweet from jason baker had a blast directing the these vignettes with bray wyatt and building the puppets uh, for Tom Savini studio. So apparently Tom Savini had something to do with it as well. See, that, that gives me hope that at least he's involved because well, he's, he's responsible for a lot of great uh, effects and a lot of classic horror movies. Yeah, my thing is, look, in the moment, I think it was fantastic. Oh, it was really good. Yeah. Right, is it going to pay off a year from now? No, probably. He's not going to be WWE champion a year from now. I hope so. I think it'd be great because I love Bray Wyatt and I think that he he's perpetually underutilized. Underutilized. Uh, he's, he looks like he's in fantastic shape. Yeah, too. he is. Yeah, Man, there's, he is there's another picture. Yeah, I saw that picture. Around. Yeah, where he's got his arms with, with uh, no sleeves on. Yeah, and he's jacked. Oh, he looks great. He's got like a, thin, a thinner waist. Yeah. Uh, no, he looks great, and he seems like he's got a, a spring in a step from those things last night. It seems like he's mm-hmm. being given something new. It is totally the kind of thing that th- th- six weeks from now Vince can step in. Ah, it's not working. All of a sudden, he won't like it. Even though everybody else is eating it up, mm-hmm. if it's if it's doing really well, if they're doing interesting stuff with it, and they'll just kill it, that is always entirely possible. Yeah. And in fact, it's it's probable that's going to be the case. Oh yeah, it's entirely probable. But in the moment, what I saw last night, yeah, was really I marked out for. It was really I thought good. it was great. Do we know the name of the friendo who uh, proposed that that was? Don't recall. Potentially kind of the idea. Don't recall. I really want to give that person credit because yes. we did not come up with that. No, no, no. We simply read a tweet, a suggestion from yeah, a friendo. Yeah, yeah, and that was, it was quality and turned out to be. It was something Spot online. On. I think the tweet was something along the lines of, "What if he's doing uh, a creepy kid show?" Essentially, uh, well, he said, "He said, what if he's doing this to appeal to kids, a la John Cena? Like he's trying to be like a creepy, which I think is great." And, and it was, it was, I love the idea at the Here, time. They, they understand why they use the the trope of kid show, a la Pee Wee's uh, Playhouse. Yeah, or Blues Clues. Blues Clues. But if they want to make it more topical for today, they should have made it uh, like a YouTube video of of, of box. Toy on openings and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the problem is those are creepy enough. <laughs> so, like, I like the idea because here's the thing: if you get something on PBS, it's going to be thoroughly vetted and it's going to be yeah, proper yeah, yeah. and it's going to be usually fairly innocent and, yes. and fairly pure. Especially yes. if it's like PBS, great. I love Sesame Street. 
Uh, oh, Sesame Street's classic. Get on man. YouTube. It, YouTube is just a. Uh, oh, just it's, a, it's, it's. In the words of, of Obi Wan, a lot of gross. It's a uh, wretched, wretched hive of scum and villainy, that's, man. That's YouTube, yeah. So, um, I did appreciate that they named the buzzard Mercy. Yeah, the Hawaiian shirt, a la Waylon Mercy. The inspiration yeah. for the yeah. original version of Bray Wyatt. Yeah, was yeah. Abby was the witch, right? So Sister Abigail. Yeah, I guess so, huh? Yeah, they yeah. didn't say what the bunny's name was. There was a rabbit in the graphic, but uh-huh. we didn't see the rabbit. Yeah. No, I like it. I hope, and if, if, if this Jason Baker fella is to be believed, there's, you know, a bunch more to come, and we'll get more of the backstory here. Yeah. But uh, I hope, yeah, I hope I hope that they have at least a good, like, four or five months. I mean, it's maybe it's too much to ask for six months. Oh, no, make, give a like, network show. Concrete plans. Yeah. And where it's going to lead and what the payoff is going to be. Like, can we can we please just get that? The payoff should be an actual match against John Cena at SummerSlam, which in this case Bray Wyatt wins convincingly. Yeah, no, I agree. That's I think what it, it I think, should be. I think it'd be fantastic. And if they want to really do the reinvention of Bray Wyatt, then start at the very beginnings, mm-hmm. his first major feud mm-hmm. against John Cena, mm-hmm. where at WrestleMania 30 he should have won that match. Yeah, or at least forced John Cena to compromise his principles, so Cena had to win the match. Yeah. Because he walked out of that match winning neither the battle nor the war. Yeah. That has to change. The, Otherwise, uh, I'm not going to take it seriously. I actually felt that I would have been in the, if I if I voted in my own community poll, which we all know is illegal. You're not allowed to do that. Uh, Why not? I was just joking. Uh, it's like you're like saying you're running for office and you can't vote for yourself. Of course you can't. I would have given uh, Raw last night a yay. I actually, this was the first time in a long time that I was sitting there and I looked at the clock and I was surprised that two and a half hours had gone by in my estimation, in my perception anyways, uh, relatively quickly. The only thing I thought that dragged was I'm looking at your notes right now was, uh, the Sammy Zayn stuff. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering if, if it's like what the purpose of Sammy Zayn, you know, honestly, I was talking to, to the friendo versus Mikey Omega last night. I think the hype of Sammy Zayn from his match with against Shinsuke Nakamura at NXT, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then maybe some of the stuff with Kevin Owens, yeah, had carried for me anyways, had carried him like this far, yeah. And now I'm just realizing that really, what else has he actually done in the WWE that's been decent, that's been worthy? Yeah, he's kind of more more annoying than not. And I'm not just speaking on the heels on the on the heel turn stuff. Generally, I'm a fan of that. But it's so done. It's so like done into the ground, and he's not bringing anything interesting or new to it. Yeah, I like the go to hell line, but I mean, how far can you really go with that? Yeah, I just don't care. I, I, and I, I go back and I realize, man, I've been waiting for them to use Sammy correctly, and I'm not sure there is a correct use for Sammy Zayn. Telestrator Sammy, that's the correct use of Sammy. Um, well, the problem is, is, is he's coming out to the ring, cutting these promos on the WWE universe, which of course is this huge massive group of people who are aligned simply because apparently they watch WB programming um his his ire needs to be focused on an individual that's what separated daniel bryan who you can make the case in general sense was doing something kind of comparable sure yeah no many people have pointed Um, that out but while he was always directing his ire at the universe there was always someone across the ring from him that he was also pointing out as, you know, for example, AJ Styles, and say, you know, you represent everything vacuous and empty about mm-hmm. uh, WB, what, what, you know, like WB, or even just culture, kind of. Um, so, that's missing from the Sammy thing. And and another huge thing, you're, you're right along those lines to, to continue the thread with Daniel Bryan, 
there is a very, very distinct hook there. He is progressive liberal heel. Well, he's playing as champion. Yeah, that was yeah, kind of thing. He's, he's environmentalist. He's Sammy, is guy, Sammy is a guy who doesn't want to be there. He's a guy who doesn't want to be there, but it's the oldest trope in the world in terms of like heel. Oh, it's you guys. You guys suck. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing else. I mean, yeah, last night he gave us a slideshow, people, places he'd rather be. Luckily, he had a great time, too. But again, it was just based off of because I don't want to be in, around you people. And that's like the like what, it, what does everybody do? Is this person a heel or face? Well, they're running down the crowd, so they're a heel. It's just an elongated. They're taking too long to introduce an actual wrestler into the, the, the equation. And I think that's the issue. If yeah. it was. If it was similar again to how Daniel Bryan and AJ's dynamic was, where there is a proxy for the WWE universe coming out and stepping up to Sami Zayn, and then mm-hmm. it's it's more of a personal thing as opposed yeah. to this nebulous yeah. theoretical beef yeah. between one person and this massive entity that is just the only thing they have in common is they watch WWE programming. I did feel that Raw overall, though, I don't know if you felt the same way. This felt more like a Raw after Mania. This felt like things are actually starting now, and it felt yeah. very fresh because of that. And I'm not sure like if that's gonna if it's gonna keep on feeling that way. But last night, anyways, it felt like the Raw after Mania and the Superstar Shakeup felt more like less like celebrations and more like business that they had to just sort of get through. Yeah, those two to weeks of obligations. I know that were actually storylines were progressing. Yeah. Like this week, I those the two triple threats were really we're, good. They were both pretty good. Yeah, um, I thought the. Uh, uh, the lack of depth in the women's division was fully on display last night. Yeah, and then that weird, like the Becky Lynch Alicia Fox match. Like at one point, it went from being fine to just on the verge of falling apart. Yeah, it, it felt like. I think it it fell apart. <laughs> it, yeah, it was, yeah, and it felt like they they rushed to get the finish in. Yeah, because yeah. I guess they realized it was not going well. Yeah, it was odd. And then of course we had the uh, mustache of the century. Oh yeah, man. We can spend the whole episode just talking about Robert Roode's stash. How did they actually book something better than what we would have booked? Well, you know why? Because we can't change facial hair in mm-hmm. 2K. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we would have come up with a mustache. Because I, I could see maybe a, a Magnum PI gimmick for him. Yeah. I could see that as a possibility. Or a Silas Young gimmick. He looked dead on like Silas he Young. He really did. He really did. He really did. Anyways, uh, let's kick things off. Yeah, Triple H kicked things off. He came down the ring. And he was while, sort of raw hype man. Yeah, he was. So while he was getting the crowd into it, uh, commentary mentioned there's going to be uh, a pair of triple threat matches. Winners of those matches will have a match, and the winner of that match will take on Seth at Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. So before Triple H could even say a word, Seth comes down to the ring. Um, apparently, they're totally cool now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> several times they uh, shaked hands, shook hands. Mm-hmm. They hugged at one point. Mm-hmm. It's like you guys had huge beef. Well, yeah, Triple H even said, you walked out, you walked into WrestleMania, the Kingslayer. Yeah. Referring to himself. Yes, of course. course. Because he is the king of kings. Yeah. Not Jesus. Seth had all sorts of shirts. That's true. All that stuff. Yeah. And uh, then you, then you, uh, slay, you stubbed Brock's head. His huge bucket head. Yeah. You mean his huge bucket head, Triple H. His huge bucket head. Yeah. Three times. Yeah. Three times. Bucket head. Three times. Yeah. Yeah. Bucket head. That was pretty funny. It's not as funny as baked potato face, but no. it's pretty funny still. Because it is kind of bucket shaped. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, but now, and then it was sort of like, you know, ghost of WWE past warning Seth about the futures of being champion and he got a yeah. target on your back. Yeah. And Seth I, says, I thought it was kind of cool. Seth said, I'm in a unique position where I've cashed in money in the bank and also had it cashed in on me. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to be well aware of that. And I'm gonna be ready. It was yeah, it was it was kind of a, a very nice poetic 
way to hype up money in the bank. You know, it's like you've got this this amazing championship. You've brought it home. They're they're in Iowa, right? Yeah, yeah, some state. Yeah, and he's got an Iowa shirt, yeah, which was is his Iowa's own, pretty much. Yeah. Anyways, what? Uh, well, I, it was just it's it was I don't know, kind of goofy. Iowa. It's just I don't know. It's not the most exciting thing in the world, is it? What Iowa? Yeah. Have you been there? Uh, do I need? Is there anything that I'm missing there that's super exciting? Let me think about that. Yeah, no. I've no, driven through nothing. Western Iowa before. Nothing. What would it look like? Like most of the Midwest, pretty flat. <laughs> so there you go. Although outside of Sioux City, there's some hills. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much. I just made the draw, drive from Omaha up to South Dakota. So that that stretch of road that goes through Sioux City, I'm familiar mm-hmm. with. What state? Where where is Deadwood located? What's South Dakota. South Dakota. Up in the Black okay. Hills. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. I've been to Deadwood itself, but I've been to the Black Hills because that's where Mount Rushmore is. You just think like all oh, Beast Slayer. It's like this. Over the top fantasy you, character. Well, you and think, then you think he, come, he comes from like Winterfell or something right? like that. Right? Yes, yes, thank I you. That's what I'm getting at. Yes, I know. And then it just says Iowa. Well, you understand the whole Beast Slayer thing. He's not actually slaying beasts. That's kayfabe. That's character. It's not real. I know, but kayfabe is what you have on your shirt. Yeah. Nobody wants to see where you're actually from. Nobody wants, I'm not going to walk around Rancho Cordova. Nobody's going to think I'm awesome or cool if I do that. Rancho's own. Yeah, right. Nobody's gonna but think you're that. also not a Beast Slayer. Uh, well, if I were, you know. I wouldn't have Rancho Cordova. I mean, California's kind of cool. Lots of cool stuff happens here. Yeah, just yeah. not that's not Sacramento, generally speaking. No, I would just put California. You wouldn't even put what Sa- part of California? <clears throat> uh-huh. Oh, San Francisco. Sure. Sacktown zone. No, nah, man, yeah. you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta rock where you're from, man. You should just have like a big. No, Idaho's potatoes. Yeah. What's Iowa then? What do they corn? Have? Corn. A big corn stalk. Yeah, that's gonna make it less cheesy. <laughs> well, better than just the word Iowa. Well, I had his, his logo on own with the crosshairs and his initials. It's not good, man. It's not good. I'm sorry. I'm trying to think what is in Iowa. I've only like I said, I've only driven to that one part. I don't know if they're, like they're in Des Moines. Kind of prove my point. I right don't now, know. Dude. I'm just not familiar with it. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I've only been to New York once, but man, I can list off a million things. Well, that's York, exciting about New York. New York City is a singular place. That's why. Anyways, uh, everybody comes out. Yeah, first Smojo. He says, uh, apparently I lost my invitation. Uh, he wants to be like Becky and have two belts. Joe, two belts. Joe, two belts. And then Ray comes down. Uh, he wants a match against Seth at Money in the Bank so he could be champion. Drew says, the only reason, Seth, you got belts because I didn't get Brock Lesnar first. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to win all these matches. I'll be champion. Miz comes down. Uh, uh, says, puts it like he's reborn. Mm-hmm. He's saying, he said, uh, this, 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 it's a new act. Mm-hmm. Take two for Miz, yeah, because of the Shane thing. They've handled like the best storyline, the most well handled storyline. W right now is this Miz Shane thing. Yeah, I think that's that's over. Hundred percent. Right? Yeah. What? No, they're feud. Yeah. Oh, I don't think so. You don't think so? They kind of talked like it was over last night. I hope it's not. I hope it's I not. I don't think it is. Because I hope it's not. The way the Mania match ended, I feel like Miz has unfinished business. Okay. All right. Then Baron came to the ring. Oh, I'm here now. Hey, you. I'm. All of you, one, two, three, three, are, you're not me. Three, one more than three. Three and one are not me. Oh, shout out to the dude wearing the going and wrong. Yeah, man. He so tweeted at us. What was his name? He tweeted at us that he was going to be there. I'm always like, Lacey, Lace, look. It's on my artwork right there. And she he says, was wearing the, I don't care, Steve. The, the colorful one. Yeah, it was good stuff. Uh, but yeah, and the, yeah, Baron, and then uh, AJ Styles came out, and I just thought that hey, look, 
Here's the new Josh Mullen. That's Josh Mullen representing. Uh, here's the new batch of A-listers. Oh, it's the raw. It's the raw six. Yeah. Plus Seth, so seven. Six, six, six and one. Yeah. Six and one. Six raw and one. <laughs> exactly. And they look like a million bucks. It was yeah. awesome. It yeah. was really great. And there's no no collusion between Drew and Baron well, now. Well, there was for a little bit, but it seems that's out, out the door. It's out the door. Let me that's ask you this. Done. Hmm. So we read the the WrestleVotes thing yesterday saying they want whoever wins money at the bank coming out this year to seem like a huge star because they botched the last two of them, for the, on the men's side at least. Well, they want a big star. It's Drew. I kind of feel like Baron's going to win money in the bank again. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm pulling for. If, it, if it, last night was any indication, Baron's going to be Mr. Money in the Bank again. Who gets the most heel heat, dude? Baron, by far. It's not even close. People like Drew too much. Yeah, Baron, they need they need. Look, here's here's how it really should go, man. Because this Seth AJ thing is going to be a killer match. Oh hell yeah, they're going to destroy each other. Baron wins that thing. And he walks out of Money in the Bank, your new WWE Universal Champion. Maybe something else. Oh my God, I would freaking love that. I know because if you really make a star out of somebody, have him cash in that night successfully. People love the cash ins, yeah. When it the night of, yeah. Night, yeah, yeah. Oh God, you can see. Oh man, and he raises it high, and we got a glimpse of it. What when uh, Roman had to vacate it? Yeah, and he was holding. It, so it looks pretty good. We also got a glimpse it? of uh, what a, a Baron Cashman looked like on We Book Raw. That's true. We yes, did that last year, that he was our undistupid champion. Yeah, prescient booking on our part. I think. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling, telling you. you. Telling you. Someone's watching. Slow Wolf Pack. When is he gonna have the all over? All over print. Oh, yeah. he's happened immediately. That's the only way I'd be cool with him ditching the waiter attire if he went all over print slow Wolfpack. Yeah, dude. We got to send What if we send him the shirt? Maybe we'll put it on. Maybe. For one of his gaming streams. The all over print one? Yeah. yeah. Or get like a vest made. There you go. That's all over slow at least Wolfpack. Just a pat, or at least just a patch. Yeah. I know oh, he yeah. has that, that uh, logo on like the hip area, but put it over his heart mm-hmm, right yeah. there. Yeah. Because I'm sure the slow Wolfpack will be very close to his heart. Well, it should be. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Definitely should be. It's good stuff. Speaking of someone who might need to invest in the Harry's, AJ Styles is in a match. Yeah, what's going um, on? Going on uh, taking on Samoa Joe. It ain't going back as fast as I thought it would. Yeah, it's like in this. It's, it's, I look dirty. Yeah, that's what it is. Someone's trying to slip a letter under the door over there. Mm. That's what it sounded like. Anyways, uh, first of the two triple threats, as promised, AJ Styles versus... I'm trying to improve my segue game to get to Conrad's. Uh, I don't know if you'll ever be there. I know. That's all-star segue game right there. 
AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. Winner takes on winner of the triple threat. Get a shot at Seth. Oh, here's another thing from the opening segment. You, they totally telegraphed who was winning those two matches because AJ and Baron are the only two that really talk trash at each other. Yeah. Yeah. So this was fun, especially towards the finish. The finish was insane. God, um, that man. <coughs> ah, sorry. Both these triple threat matches, but especially this one, there was an extra spring in everybody's step. Yeah. It was, hey, we've got these new matchups. Let's do everything we can with them in this match and make it like extra cool. Yeah. Because that finish was crazy, but just the match itself was really, really great too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's just get to that finish. So Joe, sorry, Ray hits a 6-1. Both Joe and AJ are kind of set up for 6-1-9s. Ray hits one on Joe. Um, he does is, tries to do a springboard, uh, I'm guessing Rana, on AJ. AJ catches him, power bombs him, picks him up, power bombs him on Joe, who's still mm-hmm. sitting there. And then as soon as he power bombs him on Joe, straightens him out, styles clash on Joe. Mm-hmm. He tosses Ray towards the middle of the ring, pins Joe. I love that the pin was made on Joe. Yeah. And not because it could have been on either one. Ray he, just got murdered. Yeah. But he got murdered on Joe. <laughs> he pins Joe. Oh, that was great. Mm-hmm. That was so that was it was a little tiny unexpected thing, but it's like, yeah, Joe just got finished on. Yeah, no. Twice. <laughs> twice. Twice. Oh good. Hope he never hears me say that out of context. Yeah, I know. Really solid match. They gave it a ton of time too. Yeah, it was yeah, it was it was spectacular. And like one of the, I, I think during this match they were talking about how Ray wants Joe at Money of the Bank, and they made the point of saying, well, Ray seemingly is looking ahead mm-hmm. too far, past, past. Yeah. Um, so it was an interesting, interesting dynamic between the two of them, Joe and Ray, considering what happened at WrestleMania. Yeah. So I guess it makes sense. I mean, AJ had to win because Joe and Ray are gonna have a match at Money of the Bank probably, or they'll be in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, next we had Naomi. <laughs> yeah. Winner of this match moves on to title match. Loser of this match gets a shot at the Again, title. Again, we book Raw, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Naomi versus Billy Kay. The Iconics had a promo beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, mentioned uh, uh, Ariana Grande. Yes. Thank you, next. Yes. You know, it's funny. Like The crowd, they crap all over these. Because these, these promos, I think, are just meant to be bad. Yeah. And the crowd craps all over. But as soon as they say, I mean, I know crowds just like to chant stuff. But as soon as they say the future is, the crowd just goes, oh, iconic, all mm-hmm. in one. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. I like the iconics. I think they're good. Oh, I love the iconics. This is a really fun match, too. Naomi versus uh, Billy Kay. Yeah, it was pretty short, though. Uh, yeah, it was pretty short. Uh, but Naomi's got a really great looking, you know, most sunset flips look very direct. Mm-hmm. And she, like, really launches herself up. And it's kind of just fun to watch. Yeah. It was a fun sunset flip. She got the, the pin with a sunset flip. Uh huh. So, and then she won. Because of that, yeah. And she ran out, and the iconics were mad. Yeah, uh, I did so, like yeah. that afterwards. Peyton Royce, she had her belt around her waist, and then she kind of slid it up so mm-hmm. it's closer, so she could hold on to it. Yeah, that was cute. There's all a bunch of little funny stuff that the iconics oh, do yeah. so well. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> although when Naomi came out, I was cracking up because they were like, "Yeah, her tag team partner Bailey is over on SmackDown now," and I was like, "She was a tag team partner for like what a uh, week. episode? A episode? Yeah. A match? Like." Anyways, so Naomi's going to have a new tag team partner to take on the Iconics. Who would it be on Raw? Um, I don't. Who's even there? Oh, well, a face Alexa Bliss. She's got a moment of bliss thing. Yeah, she'll be announcing all the Money in the Bank mm-hmm. participants next week. Mm-hmm. Dana Brooke, Natalia, Natalia. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't know either. Not a lot going on there. No. They really, yeah. They should probably, I don't know, man. They should probably just keep the Iconics on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Because there's like a lot of actual tag teams mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. Yeah, it feels like Asuka and uh, Kyrie Sane should be next in line for a title opportunity. And then focus on, yeah, I don't think that Naomi, at a pay-per-view anyways, Naomi and whoever her partner is going to be, I don't think they're going to get a title shot not at a pay-per-view unless anyways. it's another uh, multi-team match or something like that which yeah. i hope they don't do for every title defense no i hope i hope not either uh next we did have a a, a, a multi-person match another three-way mm-hmm. triple threat match this time the miz taking on drew and baron corbin yeah you had mentioned this earlier and i kind of railroaded it but the miz his face turn has been it's felt organic and natural. Nothing forced. His motivation is clear. And I, and I really honestly think it's because there hasn't been a lot of meddling. Mm-hmm. I think that this a lot of this was probably, and I could be completely wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It feels like the kind of thing that Vince just doesn't really care too much about. And so it's just Miz and Shane doing what they know mm-hmm. how to do. Mm-hmm. I imagine trust has been laid into them and, and they just got, got it done. Yeah, maybe. And Miz is at the point where people are totally on board oh, yeah. because of how long he's been around. Yeah. And, all that stuff. Well, so many aspects of his character haven't really changed. I know. He's, I know. Pretty much all I had to stop doing is talking crap to the crowd. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Otherwise, he seems like more or less the same individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I do like that he's uh, expanding his repertoire of moves mm-hmm. quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and he's got this newfound aggression uh, in intensity because he was like basically nonstop motion this entire match. Yeah. yeah. He's trying to give himself an opportunity to win. Yeah. And then, of course, Baron opportunist yeah so at first baron and drew since they've had some kind of alliance in the past they were double teaming on the miz you and me we'll do that until one point where drew's holding the, the miz miz gets out of the way and baron has plenty of time to not punch drew right in the face <laughs> nonetheless he punches drew right in the face uh, and smiles about it yeah <laughs> oh man uh, eventually miz gets the upper hand puts drew in the figure four uh, and since it's not no DQ, Drew grabs the ref, throws him aside, and then pokes Miz right in the Boing. eye. Breaks up that figure four. Um, finish saw Drew hit a Claymore on the Miz. Um, he's about to go for the pin. Baron shoves Drew out of the ring and pizzes the Miz himself for That's the awesome. win. That was Opportunist. Great. I was very excited. Opportunist. After that, we had a really good again. A lot of these, a, a lot of the show just had like a spring in its step with mm-hmm. whatever was happening. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles gave a fairly extended interview that didn't really come off. It came off as like a like a super true baby face from like the South or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But like, there was a lot of heart behind it, and yeah. it didn't come off as like hackneyed or anything. And I like good. that they uh, they did it with Baron still in the ring. Yeah, I know. Me too. Because he's know. Spent, he's spending the whole time pretty much talking trash about Baron. It felt more urgent mm-hmm. because of that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just sort of a stale. Okay, now backstage here's mm-hmm. Charlie Caruso. It felt there was a sense of urgency to it. Um, I liked it. I thought no, it was I thought good. it was good too. Uh, after that, Sami Zayn extended promo again, talking crap about the crowd. Um, this saying, is where the show just because it was like over five minutes long of him just talking, talking, yeah, talking. Where he's in the ring and he says, "People think I'm unhappy. No, I'm a really happy person. I'm just not happy being here. Yeah. Here, here's pictures from my travels around the world to show you how happy I am. Look at yeah. the smile on that face. Look at me." Um, and then he says, essentially, uh, "Hey, uh, people of Iowa, maybe you should go on a trip." And Again, was, if I was not, you know, there's not a lot of exciting stuff there. I'm joking, man. There's some people in chat from Iowa. I feel bad for saying all that stuff. You should. <coughs> well, you know, you don't, you don't choose where you're born. No, you don't. 
Not really, anyways. No, you don't. I mean, maybe in some sort of. No, you don't. It's possible. No. <laughs> no. You're, pro- you're probably right about that. No, I am right about that. Um, and he says, "Hey, but you should all take a trip. Why don't you go to hell?" <laughs> I mean, the only thing I'm holding on to with these promos are him telling people to go to hell, or I'll see you in hell. Who's going to be as a, Who's going to be the the person, the wrestler who stands up to him? Cedric. I just say that because they had a little yeah. tiny moment at the I beginning. I feel like it should be Kane. <laughs> he keeps on saying go to hell. Oh. Have Kane come out. Oh, that's funny. That would be. <laughs> he just destroys Sammy Zayn. I know that's the the issue. Is that that would that would be it? Hey, that'd be. I dig that a heel that always lose because he's always. I always joked about this. He's like a loser. He's and a you losing, say he's a losing wrestler. A losing wrestler. But I hope that doesn't change. <laughs> I know. Go to hell, and then he just gets murdered. I by know somebody. he gets tombstoned by Kane. Yeah, I love that. That's a good idea. That's a really good idea. Uh, yeah. I'm already in Knox County. I know they come <laughs> through Tennessee. Enough. They come through Tennessee. Yeah, don't touch my leg, please. Sorry, I was scratching my leg. Wearing uh, shorts, it's skin on skin, man. Uh, next, Cedric Alexander came down the ring, had a little moment with Sammy on the ramp. Yeah. Had a dream, I owned a dog. And he was taking on Cesaro. Yeah, apparently, maybe. I know Sheamus has an injury. No, they, they it's official. It's official. <laughs> Cesaro's on Raw, Sheamus is not on Raw. Crap, who had that? <laughs> what? So on Twitter, where was this? Damn it. Somebody posted a picture of the official announcement thing that uh, Sami Zayn... Had a, I'm sorry, that Samoa Joe and Cesaro had been moved uh-huh. to Raw. And it's funny because it looks all official and everything, right? But, uh, but like Samoa Joe is like normal size. It's like a giant. Oh, like okay. A giant Cesaro. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, I have yeah. it. I have it. I saw people referencing that. It's like a giant Cesaro behind him. Yeah, that's weird. And then uh, who is this? Somebody named Sharkosar said Cesaro exposed again. Cesaro exposed to gamma rays, triples inside. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Well, if you're watching on YouTube, maybe you can see this picture right here. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. Oh, I laugh at the stupidest things, guys. I'm sorry. Anyways. Uh, so this is a fun match. Cedric Alexander versus Cesaro. Cesaro got like the total Thebar entrance. He was still wearing Thebar gear, so obviously this news was sprung on him last minute. They forgot. <laughs> they, they forgot to change the entrance settings for him. <laughs> Wait, was it still? You no, know, he had a new. He had some new. I Tron didn't stuff. notice. Was it? Was it still the the co uh, it was music? The, yeah, it was the bar. It so was he had music. half Seamus's music. Yeah. Because uh, well, I didn't know. I didn't notice if it was because for Cesaro, it's just like the sirens that kick in, right? Yeah. And then it's and it's then it's Seamus. So I don't know if the sirens. Seamus's kick, kick in. No, Seamus has played from okay. the vast majority of the entrance. Yeah, so we had Seamus's music. He had the 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 super intense spotlight. Yeah, he did have some new uh, video assets behind him that just had his name. It wasn't Thebar's assets. Mm-hmm. Um, but he got like eighty five percent of Thebar. He still had his Thebar gear on. Yeah, I'm guessing because it was a last minute deal. <laughs> You're probably right. Oh, that sucks. I like Thebar. Yeah, he kind of you know understand. Tag teams are going to be split up, I guess, with the shakeup. But you kind of wish there'd be some storyline involving why they split up. I want to see a moment. Didn't when APA got split up? Didn't they have like a moment together where they like, 
I don't know, cheers to each other with a beer or something. something I like swear that. I remember that happening. Yeah, they should, they should have one last thing in the pub where they kind of patch up their differences, Cesaro and Sheamus. I mean, this is, dude, you remember how this, this was such a great feud. I know. It, like, made me really enjoy Sheamus's work again. Mm-hmm. And then they got together and it made perfect sense. And then they just dissolved their relationship so unceremoniously after yeah. being together for so long. Yeah, it just, I don't know. There was there was a backstage thing. I don't know if this is on Raw or if it was on, uh, on the .com exclusively. I forget. But uh, Cesaro was walking after his victory against Cedric Alexander, which we'll talk about in a second. And uh, one of the reporters or one of the backstage people says, Cesaro, uh, how do you feel about, I think maybe about your win or your T-bar or whatever. And he just said, do I have to talk to you? And he's like, well, no, I just wanted to get, and he's like, okay, bye. And he just left. Hmm. So maybe they might explore him getting split from Thebar. It's just, there's a lot going on. Yeah, I know. And that's a relatively compared to everything, kind of a minor thing, mm-hmm. but it'd be lovely. It'd be nice. Even just in a dot com thing, something. Yeah. Something. Or a Twitter video. Uh, Cedric versus Cesaro's fun match. It would have been cool if Cedric could have got a win in his raw debut, but you know, Hey, um, quality match. Cedric was going for his springboard, uh, lariat, Instead, Cesaro lays him out with a wicked-looking European uppercut. Gets the pin after that. Mm-hmm. Good match. I, you know, I'm the reason why I'm okay with this one is so. There's two guys last night that I really feel should have won. Well, I kind of feel should have won. I would have liked to have seen one. Cedric and then uh, Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Although I, the story they told with Ricochet, at least it made some sort of sense because Rude, like you know, bashed him into the corner and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, the thing that I'm okay with here is that it was Cedric's debut Raw match, and I like the idea, hopefully they explore it, that this isn't 205 anymore. Yeah, you're, not, you're not facing a bunch of small dudes. Commentary even, touched on Commentary yeah, touched on the size difference. And so I'm okay. Look, if it gives Cedric a story about, man, now I need to, you know, uh, uh, Step up my game. Adjust my style to size wise. I need yeah, to get yeah. bigger. <laughs> He's not going to do that. Yeah. But yeah, you know, yeah. if it gives him a story, I'm totally. Yeah, that's fine. Totally. But I just worry that he, they just brought him up to be a really good wrestler to put on good matches with people and not really do much with him. That's definitely a concern. And again, maybe the most probable outcome. Yeah, I know. But I hope not. Uh, next, we had Uso's interview, which was decent, but it felt like someone else wrote the, the script instead of. Just letting them do their thing. Sometimes it comes off as too forced. And I agree that the revival reformatory kind of was, hey, let's do this. Yeah. And as opposed to just letting them do yeah, some good themselves. And the falling asleep while the revival were talking stuff. Yeah, I agree. It kind of felt like it, it was, felt well, far more scripted than usual Usos promo. Yeah. Yeah, I can I, I can feel that. But anyway, I'm all about a Usos revival feud. That'd be great. Everybody wants that. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Totally. Hold on a second. I got to do one thing. Oh, there we go. Um, okay. And then next we had a match that was supposed to be a match against uh, Viking Raiders and not Viking Experience anymore. So They're the Viking Raiders that lasted a week of humiliation. Yeah. And now they're the Viking Raiders. Has the damage been done though? Uh, nothing they can't recover from. They really instead of having because they were supposed to have a match against Lucha House Party, they destroyed them before the belt. The Viking Raiders did. I felt like instead of just doing that, it really would have benefited them to kind of get to wash the taste out of people's mouths about how crap their name was last week. Just let them have a real match to show off what they can do. Yeah. The full breadth of what they can do, not just two minutes of destruction because, okay. So here's the problem. You're right. Here's the thing. When Vince sees them, he tells them, snarl and yell and stick your tongue out. And do everything that you don't need to do to get over. 
because that doesn't do it anymore. It's not 1995. I don't mm-hmm. need to hear people screaming and yelling. Mm-mm. I want to see, like you said, I want to see Hanson, whatever his name is now. Ivar. Ivar do the cool Haas flying stuff. Yeah, I know. That's going to get, and, and they had, I mean, they had um, Roe do uh, the, the feat of strength. He was holding yeah, two of those. Yeah, the power slam powerbomb deal. That was cool. But they're going to tell Hanson because they're apparently heels now to stop doing the moonsaults and suicide dives. I hope not because that's face. Those are face. That's a face way to wrestle. Yeah, I hope not. I hope that we get you know some quality matches. I mean, we know Lucha House Party can put on really, really, mm-hmm. really good matches. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that, uh, that that's not the case. But it could be. I mean, we could get. I, I think we're probably going to get six months of one dimension, one dimensional Viking Raiders. Yeah. with some good matches sprinkled in there, and then eventually they'll be faces and they'll be wearing jeans and and you know. Being normal the, guys, the, uh, the Viking Raiders Motorcycle Club, and hopefully we'll get some personality, and hopefully, more importantly, we'll get some really, really quality matches. Yeah, I just think that with this kind of thing, we've seen it before. It's going to take some time. Yeah. I'm, I'm not worried that they're going to be like the Ascension or anything because I think no, no, everybody understands. Like the Ascension weren't really good wrestlers in the first place. They're all right, but they're not the wrestlers of the quality of uh, not even War close. Machine. No. And War Machine's really good. I think everybody kind of knows that. So they're just... They're, the They'll crap. be fine yeah. eventually, but they just can't make them too one-dimensional. Because by the end of work. this, when them snarling and stuff, the crowd was dead. I know. That was the, I was wondering that how much of that was, was the, 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 the snarling and such, or how much was that was like, oh, it's Viking experience. And rather than just get, putting on a show, mm-hmm. they just go out there and destroy Lucha House Party in less than a minute. Yeah. It's like, no, I want to see these guys in action for reals. Yeah. You know? But I under I kind of understand the idea. Well, the luchadors are little tiny guys. You don't want to have them put up a fight against the Viking Raiders. I kind of get that. Well, I get that too. But have that in the context of a match. Yeah. Don't don't have the Viking Raiders come and attack Lucha House Party from behind and lay them out. Yeah. Have them get a win. Yeah. A dominant victory. I'm not saying you need a 20 minute back and forth match. Mm-hmm. Uh, do f- f- three to five minutes of Viking Raiders dominating them. Toying with them. Like they used to do with War Machine and NXT. Yeah. When they bring in jobbers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Metro Brothers. Yeah. They, they, in the span of one match, they can show off everything they can do and it's still a match and they pin somebody and get a win. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that one. I'm not, yeah. It didn't have to be a competitive match per se, but it needed to be a match. Next, uh, tag champs. Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins had an interview backstage. Um, Kurt <laughs> Hawkins is like super mellow dude. Couple, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know. No, I know this is going to be one of the this is this is going to be a wasted tag team because I think they're both really good. Yeah, they're they're not going to really theme them up, they're, and they're, they're not going to let them do anything. They're carrying themselves like they know they don't deserve those titles. They're carrying themselves like they understand that the Viking Raiders or somebody else is going to take those titles off them. Yeah, <clears> that's except. exactly how they carry themselves. Uh, next, Becky Lynch versus Alicia Fox. Before the match began, Becky dropped a promo. Um, good as always, and then Lacey Evans. Comes out, she responds. Um, she's pretty decent on the mic, Lacey Evans is. Yeah, she's got good she's delivery. Good. Yeah. yeah, she's got good delivery. Yeah. Crowd doesn't give a shit. She hits her beats. Um, Alicia Fox comes out. Uh, the match happens. The first half is all right, and there's like a botched Rana spot or something, or flying head scissors. And then from there, the whole thing just seems like it falls apart. And I feel like at one mess. point, the ref goes to Becky and says, take it Wrap home. It up. Yeah, yeah, Vince is done with this. Two Bex bloaters and a disarmer later. Becky's like, what do you want from me? There's Fox nobody, taps out. Like, there's nobody here. I know. There's, you know, Alicia Fox, really? But it was pretty cool because as soon as Alicia taps, Lacey Evans comes in and just bang, mm-hmm. clobbers Becky with the woman's right. And then Becky gets up. She eats another one. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Oh, good. We get to talk about. Well, okay, after that was a Baron Corbin interview. Hey, you're not me. Uh, but then after that, we got uh, Ricochet. So you had sent me. You broke this news to me. You texted me. You said, evidently, WWE signed Silas Young. And, of course, you never use emojis with laughing things or whatever. Yeah. And you just sent me a still of Robert Roode. And for a moment, I was like, oh, wow, Silas Young. Oh, my God, it's Robert Bob. Bob Roode. What the hell is this? Yeah. And so I watched that thing, and he was like, first of all, refer to me as Robert Roode. And I was like, I sorry, I don't hear what you're saying. I just I'm looking at your awesome, ridiculous Oh, it's something else, stash. man. It's something else. Oh my god, Magnum PI reincarnate. Or I guess uh, Rick Rude incarnate. Reincarnate. Yeah. Man. Oh wow. That was amazing. Yeah. That was something else. It was pretty cool. Um so he fought Ricochet. Yeah, and I guess he's pew, supposed- pew pew pew. Oh my god. I, 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 dung, 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 dung. Now, here's the thing is like, okay, his name's Ricochet. We'll have a Ricochet sound effect before his theme. I don't like it, but I understand it. Why is there a thunderclap when he takes his hood off? It's very dramatic. Very dramatic moment when you take your hood off. Is there uh, when AJ takes his? No. There used to be when he had pyro. There's some sort of stinger there. No. There used to be pyro. A natural part of the music, I think, has... It's not like an ad Oh, effect. that's a... The, <sighs> yeah. 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 But it's not a thunderclap. <laughs> Wait, I want none. Yeah. He does that. Yeah, I know. But I that's know. him. I feel like that's the song. Mm-hmm. And then he adjusted the, the timing of his entrance well, to match just the... just imagine that the thunderclap is get part of the song. Get out of here with that. But it's not part of the song. Because yeah, no, I know not the song everything is not. And not every change has to be poo-pooed. No, I agree. Like the Alistair creaking I, 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 platform, that doesn't really bother me. Because it makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's an old thing. It's an old thing. Yeah. It's, it's creepier if it's, if it's Did noisy. Did you see that he IG storied my you drawing of him? I see it, but I, you, t- you mentioned it on Twitter. Yeah, that's, that's neat. pretty neat. What a nice guy. You marked out, didn't you? A little bit, yeah. I know he does that with people, though, so it wasn't like a huge mark. I mean, dude, I got to see my, my freaking shirt in the on TV. That always trips me out because mm-hmm. I was—I'm just an idiot drawn on my stupid iPad, mm-hmm. and then y'all are awesome and you wear shirts that I made to TV shows. Yeah, that was pretty cool. You write cool signs that say Stephen Larson. I know it's really neat. for life. It's really neat. That's pretty cool. It is very cool. I love our community, man. Oh, it's the, the best. absolute best. It's the absolute best. So yeah, Rob Ricochet lost. Well, Rob <laughs> Rude, I guess he's a heel now, but. Which is a step in the right direction, and e- even just based on that little dot com video, he seems much more uh, comfortable. Comfortable. <clears throat> um, however, until I know what his character is, I'm not going to be singing his praises. There was yet. something obviously different about his character obviously. beyond the mustache. Thing. Obviously, the greatest thing about this match, though, was Corey Graves over sexualizing the mustache and just making Renee Young and Michael Cole yeah. giggle the entire time. Yeah. He said, "He said nine months from now there's going to be an overabundance of babies." He couldn't even being get born. that sentence out. I know it was awesome. <laughs> Pregnancies are spiking through the yeah, roof. Yeah, no, you said that mustache has got people feeling that kind of way. <laughs> and Renee Young was dying the entire time, I know. and Michael Cole was too. That's when commentary's best, not when they're just forcing everything down our throats. When it's it's natural. when they're naturally just having fun. With I know, it, you I know? know, I know. I agree. I agree. Uh, but yeah, Ricochet goes up for a 6.30. Bob Roode, or sorry, gosh, I'm the, no, he's still Bob Roode. Uh, he evades, and then he just tosses Ricochet into the second turnbuckle, like chest first, grabs him, hits a glorious DDT, that's it. Yeah. It'd be better if it was, like, cheated or something. 
Was there, I didn't notice like an after match interview on the dot com with Ricochet. Didn't notice it either. Maybe he could have said something like, well, I miss my best friend, Alistair Black. By the way, we totally neglected to mention that news that uh, Zelina Vega, Andrade, and Alistair Black have all been shifted back to SmackDown. Yeah. Alistair, of course, and Ricochet have been split up. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your take on that? Apparently, this is the most interesting bit about it. PW Insider uh, had that. Allegedly, it's their sources say it was Fox Sports who said uh, we want to make a bigger push with our Latino audience, and so we would like Andrade to be a, a centerpiece of that. Yeah, that is opening up a very interesting precedent. Yes, that could theoretically lead to the end of the brand split. Yeah, because what if USA said the exact same thing? Well, hold on a second. That's a, that's a demographic that we're actively targeting mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Then goodbye to the brand split. Yeah, I know. Then everybody's on everybody on, the, on all the shows. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. We've got two networks that are going to start doing fantasy drafts now. I know. Apparently, I know. Or I mean, you know, Fox could say, "Well, I know that Roman Reigns, or you know, I know that, or USA says, I know that Roman Reigns is exclusive to SmackDown, but." You know, like a year from now, if he make if he's in another movie with The Rock or something, or if Rock and him get their own spinoff Fast and Furious yeah, yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. well, we want the movie star here. Yeah, I know. So we're gonna need him over here. We're yeah, paying you be, hundreds and hundreds of millions. It's gonna be interesting to see how much sway uh, the networks have over who's on what show. Evidently, early early read is they have sway. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, of course, everybody initially were saying that it was Charlotte who wanted Andrade, mm-hmm. who of course comes with Zelina, who yeah. of course comes with Alistair because they're married. Yes, because they're married. Yeah. Yes. Uh, next, Firefly Funhouse. We talked about that to kick off the show a bit. Mm-hmm, yeah, man, it was it was it was fantastic. Yeah, he uh, he chainsawed a uh, stand up of cardboard cutout of his previous self. He said yeah. he was punished for his past misdeeds in the most bar- barbaric way possible. Yeah, I guess getting you know have, being a forced to be a dad. I guess. <laughs> oh, Jojo, I don't want to be a dad right now, man. Too bad, Bray. I'm having this child. Okay, man. I'm sure remember how he closed it because the, the 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 his last line was really good. Yeah, it was. It's something about a uh, following him. It, uh, it, if, light. You, if you if you let me in. Yeah, something like that. It was really good. It was really good. I watched it again this morning. I forgot what he said, but I was like, man, it was it was really well written. I'll light the way if you let me in, or something like that. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really good. So he's still creepy, charismatic leader guy. He just has a TV show now instead of. I just really hope whoever they give him first, whatever his feud, if he has like a, a meaty feud, that there's some interaction and there's like a reason for whoever he's in a real feud with. I mean, that's why Cena makes the most sense. It totally does. And I, that's what they need to do. Mm-hmm. They need to, like, the feud starts and then Bray has to have his opponent on his show. Yeah. His opponent has to enter that world. That'd be cool. That'd be neat. Yeah, I think that Matt Hardy apparently was a big fan of it. He tweeted out something in support. I don't know, probably wonderful or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I could look it up. Standing ovation gif. (laughs) The Jack Nicholson gif that you're so fond of. (laughs) Uh, And then was our main event, AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. Baron. Baron. Corbin. Good enough match, course, AJ won. Uh, he pins Baron after phenomenal form, and afterwards, Seth comes down the ring. He and AJ shake hands. It's a bit aggressive, though. Mm-hmm. Seth pulls AJ closer. Mm-hmm. Stare down between the two of them to close the show. Yeah. That's to be a hell of a match, my bank. Oh, yeah. That's going to be huge. Massive. You want to do a smack? Oh, here we go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's a shot. It's a picture of uh, the 
Lake of Reincarnation. The Lake of Reincarnation, thank you. And it says, beautiful, in response to WWE's tweet about Bray Wyatt. Cool. That's awesome. To be a fly on the wall with their conversations oh, backstage could have been great. I know. Yeah. I love you, dude. I love you, dude. All right. Is that, did, did, he, did he get one of those before they, after they found out they were split up? I think so. I love you, dude. I think so. Uh, SmackDown preview first entry here. Will Roman Reigns be fired? <laughs> no. All right, next. No. Oh, I suppose I got to read it. You should read here. it, though. Last week at the culmination of Superstar Shakeup 2019. Did we write this? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. McMahon promised the biggest acquisition <laughs> in SmackDown Live history, and the WB chairman delivered Elias. Womp womp. But before the WB universe could even catch their collective breath, Roman Reigns suddenly emerged the newest addition to SmackDown Live sorry, and delivered Superman punches to both Mr. McMahon and his acquisition. That's Elias. The big dog has declared that the blue brand is his new yard, but will Reigns find himself out of a job tonight for his actions against the chairman? No. I mean, maybe. Fox is, Fox is like, I don't want Roman. There's like some super anti-smart marks over at Fox. <laughs> Let's see here. WWE champion Kofi Kingston to battle Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, that's cool. Last week on SmackDown Live with Big Real time reaction to Steve's uh, (laughs) find out what's on SmackDown. Well, here's the thing I can't get my hopes too far up because they always change the the card, is always subject to change on SmackDown. Well, there's only three entries here, so maybe uh, they'll stick to it this time. Oh, that's cool. What? Santana Garrett versus Allison K for the NWA women's title. That's really cool. That's really cool. Anyways, going back to this, Kobe Kingston versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Last week on SmackDown Live with Big E recovering from injury, Kevin Owens stepped in as honorary member of New Day. He then helped WWE Chairman Kofi Kingston. Champion. And Xavier, what did I say? Chairman. (laughs) New plot twist here. Exclusive with going in raw. Uh, WWE Champion Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods overcome Cesaro, Shinsuke, and Rusev in six-man tag team action. This week, Big O and Woods will be at ringside when Kingston battles the King of Strong Style one-on-one. You're up next. I'm up next. I get back to Becky Lynch to come face-to-face with Charlotte Flair for the first time since WrestleMania. For the first time since their epic triple threat winner-take-all match against Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania, Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair will stand across the ring from one another. Considering the chances the two intense superstars will come to blows, will there be anything left on SmackDown Live when the man steps face-to-face, sorry, stands face-to-face with the queen? Find out tonight, SmackDown Live, 87 Central on USA Network. Will Roman Reigns be fired? No. Probably not. Spoiler alert, no. No. Let's answer some questions. I'm going to get on the Discord really quick, and then I'll get on the Patreon. Let's see what people here have to say. Yes, yes. Oh, I'm like, I need, here, I my phone for no reason. <laughs> Cody Miles did did also present us with simply a mustache. Oh, good. Good. Thank you, Cody. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, quote the Raven 79, being a bit crass here, but okay. Bray is going to smash merch sales records like he smashed JoJo. Oh, Larson, how could you have read that? What is your problem? My goodness. I mean, Shame he, on you. He gave us 499 <laughs> <laughs> Every man has his price, <laughs> and ours is a, is a grande latte. Oh, that sounds good. Sean Lathrop, you predicted this. Listen later. Hearty handshake. We didn't predict the Bray thing. Somebody else did, and we reiterated it and, and endorsed it. That was a great it. idea, yeah. Jimmy Thomas says, would you let your kids watch Firefly Funhouse? 
I guarantee you, if that was Bam was on in the room, she would have wanted more. Yeah, she would have been. He is a magnetic he children's has. show personality. Tons of, tons of charisma out of that man. Yeah. Um, you know, been kind of funny, but probably too much. Um, if they could have covered up his hair and put like a, a wig with like a like John Cena hairdo on him. <laughs> yeah, that'd have been good. Like he was styled when he was hosting Ellen, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, Luis Correa, uh, the Wyatt stuff reminded me of the critters from South Park that Cartman created. They were adorable and child driven, but actually demonic. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, there's a couple of those. Uh, I forget what. There's a play. You know, it was like an off Broadway thing. I forget. It's like Sesame Street, but like super dark. Yeah, what it's well, it's like Meet the Feebles, the. Uh, yeah, but it's something. Peter Jackson newer. movie. Something X. I forget what it is. Mm. Anyways. Yeah, there's a couple of those out there. Yeah. People, Although will, people f- will corrupt anything. These the days. feebles weren't necessarily demonic or anything. They were just all alcoholics and stuff. Uh, Robert Aquatic is Robert Rude, NWO Bobby Rude. No, they're the same person. <laughs> that's, same person. <laughs> that's pretty funny. It's more like NWO Joey Ryan. Yeah. NWO Silas Young. Yeah, that's more it. Yeah, that that's way more it. Uh, let's see here. Cody Miles has some... Uh, He's got some analysis here, some whiteboard analysis All right. on the brace segment. He said, uh, "He said, uh, number one, there is a picture missing from its hook. Why is that? Where is his rocking chair? Where is the bunny in the logo? Yeah, you, you mentioned that. Yeah, we haven't introduced the, and the then rabbit yet. Why is the door frame and door different shades? I also think that I thought I noticed the door frame was a tad askew." It wasn't like a perfect rectangle, but I could mm, be wrong mm. about that. I need to watch it again. Yeah. I, I imagine th- this, this actually does feel like there might be quite a bit of Easter eggs in there. Yeah, I know. That's kind of what I want to watch it again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the obvious one, you got Mercy the Buzzard. You get the buzzard from his previous gimmick plus the reference to Waylon Mercy. Mm-hmm. You get Abby the Witch, of course, Sister Abigail. So the mm-hmm. references, the obvious references. Uh, Ra- Rusty Shackelford I'm down for Adult Swim Bray Wyatt Heck yes There you go uh, Alex C here Says uh, How much does the mustache Move Rob Rude Up the raw heel rankings I can't see that it does It doesn't yet He got a win Which is big But he didn't get How many heels Were in that opening segment Joe Baron Drew It's three is that it? The other participants. Well, were, Andrade got moved to SmackDown, so that helps Bob. That helps him for sure. Yeah, I mean that. That helps him more than the mustache. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Flores, rude as Thomas Jane from Boogie Nice, isn't he? Todd Parker. Parker. I got moves. I got a plan. I got a very, very good plan. Uh, W.S. Fletcher says Burt Reynolds less than Robert Rude. Oh boy! I mean, if Amazing it's like scene. if it's like prime. Burt Reynolds. That's hard to top prime Burt Reynolds. Like Cannonball Run, Smokey and the Bandit, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I would say this Rob Rude is better than Evening Shade Burt Reynolds. Oh, I don't know. I like the Evening Shade. Me too, but I, I, you know, during the run of Evening Shade, he shaved his mustache. Yeah, I know. And he seemed kind of defeated after that. Yeah, but he grew uh, it back for Boogie Nights. Uh, true, yeah. Early season Evening Shade was really good. Yeah. But like every other show, they go way too far with it. Yeah. Uh, TJ Fuse, best Bray Wyatt in years. I was creeped the F out, fam. Yeah, it was good stuff. Uh, Peen Man, I don't know if I'm comfortable with WB going from a money shot of a 70s porn star straight into a kid's show. Mercy the Bird was a nice touch. That went right from Bob Rude. Robert Rude, sorry, and his mustache. Well, he wasn't naked. I mean... Jeez. And his gimmick's not porn star. Yeah, his gimmick right now isn't porn star. Yeah, so he's just glorious Robert Rude. 
Uh, Danny Alves, new member. Thank you. I Thank mean, you, Stan would, Stewart. Honestly, like he could equally be a cop. Yeah. Or a uh, private investigator. Or just like dad. Anybody from the 70s. He could be dad. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Mercy the Buzzard equals Waylon Mercy. Yes. Seems like it. Yeah, because he's wearing the Hawaiian shirt too. The bird was. Uh, Geeked Out Nation wants us to list five superstars that must make an appearance on Firefly Funhouse. I would say Cena. That's obvious. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to say Matt Hardy just because I think it'd be great. Uh, Somebody mentioned last night, Bo Dallas is the mailman. Oh, that'd be good. I think what a great opportunity to maybe put Bo with with Bray. I know. That could be really good. good. Braun Strowman. That's good, too. Uh, Robert Aquatic. Thank you. Cora Smith. Thank you. Carlos E. Diaz. Will I ever be okay with 5 o'clock shadow AJ Styles? I don't think it's going to last that long. It just seems like it's taken a little while. Um, Luis Felipe de Castro Reeves. What is more annoying? A name change, a gimmick change, an entrance change, or a finisher change? Well, it all depends on how well they're executed. Lately, it's been name changes. That's been annoying. Yeah, because usually Mustafa that's, that's, Ali that's to Ali. On the whims of an old man. Um, this is a good question. Kyle Young. Would Vince and Triple H be good in an escape room? Would who? Vince and Triple H. You ever done an escape room? No, I have not. I always want to do it, but I never have an opportunity to. Much as you and I do, and we'll film it. Okay, that's a good that's good put content. On, put on Friendoville. Good content. Yeah. I know your your presence is is missing on Friendoville, man. I don't have time to do sneaker vlogs or the money to do sneaker I, vlogs I anymore. Get it, man? What about like a, a I don't know a shitty food review? I try not to eat shitty food anymore. What's the point? Uh, I'm going to say no, because I don't think Vince would get it, and the Triple H would be too flustered because Vince was is just not having it. Wolfpack for life. Who has the second greatest facial hair in WWE history? Because obviously Robert Root is number one with that mustache. Number one, do you agree that he's got the best, now it's like the best mustache? Who had a better mustache? You think Rick Root had a better mustache? He was on par. I don't know, man. There's a lot Robert of great Root, mustaches. Robert Root is on point. Like Magnum TA's mustache is on caliber with Bob Root. WWE. No, he's saying all time, isn't he? He said WWE. Oh, WWE history. Mm-hmm. I'll say this. In the context of the day and age, when mustaches are almost exclusively a police officer or hipster thing, mm-hmm. it's pretty shocking for a professional wrestler to just bust out a mustache. No, like that's true. That is true. Jay Kyle, thank you. Shane Canavan, math for Enzo. Got to be in the negatives, right? Have we done Enzo before? Oh, God, really? We're going to do Enzo thing? In ring, two. Every time we talk about Enzo, we have to have somebody saying, I like Enzo. Promo. He's, he's a good talker. Stop talking he's, he's a nine promo. You got to give him a he's nine He's overindulgent. He, he's, he doesn't really know when to stop. Look. I mean, he had a good collection of shoes. So he doesn't really look like a wrestler. No. But he's got a distinctive look, He's though. got a very distinctive look. I'll give him a five look. Yeah, I'll give him a five look. Legacy. He's not He's not as bad as a two in the ring, dude. I'd give him a four. We'll do three. He's not a good wrestler. Legacy. I mean, can you give him over, like, a two? <clears throat> I mean, a three at most. All right, I'll give him a three. We'll be, we'll be kind, Enzo. Kayfabe. 
I mean, the only thing everyone was a cruiserweight title, and then the whole idea was he won it, but everybody talked shit because he was a bad, he was a terrible wrestler. So with when they were together as a team, why? It's still weird to me they never won the tag team. I know, titles. I don't know why that never happened. But they were always booked. I'll, I'll give him like a five k fan. Yeah, that's fair for now. Was it like a four plus? Uh, twelve, seventeen. So that's five plus eight, thirteen. That's a four plus. That sounds right. That seems about right. Um, Josh Little, I don't know about you, but Kid Show Bray is a lot creepier than Eater of World Bray. Yeah. Uh, AKA Billy says, now that Alistair Andrade and Zelina are on SmackDown, I think it'd be interesting if they formed a tag team. Andrade being the light, Alistair being the dark, and Zelina tying it all together. What do you guys think? I'd, I would I would be willing to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. I think I kind of prefer them as singles guys. Yeah, I think I I, I would agree with you there. But I, w- I, would, I, I wouldn't be upset about it. I wouldn't be, oh, they did that. Rich Hardesty says, apparently Miz and Maurice split in the shakeup. Maurice isn't on TV. She's not on TV. She's not on TV. Maybe he means just WWE.com's roster. Yeah, maybe. And that'll change. They love them. Darnell Wheat, thank you. Joe Juarez, why is a gunshot sound okay, but saying war isn't? It's not war is the issue because they refer to Ember Moon as the war goddess. It was uh, Braun, Drew, and Dolph were the dogs of war. I think it's just the nature of Vince. From what I understand, Vince just didn't like the name War Raiders. Um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't. Wait, was there like an actual backstage sources say? Yeah, there was. Okay, I think it was Melser or someone said something about it. Okay, Vince just didn't like the name, and so it wasn't gonna be the Berserkers. And then I guess he decided he didn't like that either, and so it went to Viking Experience. And now Viking Raiders. The thing about them, if you take one look at them, I can come up with like ten awesome names off the top of my head. Norsemen. <laughs> the four Norsemen. Four Norsemen. That's, yeah, that's the best one, really. Uh, Oni's jacket. Is Firefly Funhouse the closest we've ever come to a Steven Larson Book Raw-esque gimmick on actual WWE programming? It's up there. Chill Roman. He needs to change his clothes before a Chill Roman actually yeah, comes to fruition. But yeah, I think, I think so. That's sort of what we aim for with Steven Larson Book Raw. It's like, let's do the silliest... But still, well, the silliest that we can think of, but still seems grounded within the char- the actual character. Yeah, on we TV. sort of, we sort of take the essence of the character as as we see what their fullest potential could be, and then we get kind of ridiculous with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Drew, we always say he's the manliest guy, so we just make him naked. So we make him naked, so we can show off how manly, manly he, he is. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then nobody really wants to be naked, so he's just actually wearing tights. He wears that, yeah, flesh colored tights that are pixelated. Uh, Dragon Reborn says, nice Alistair sketch, Steve. Thank you very much. The Heel Rage, thank you. Buyer's Guide to Cryptids. Hey, guys, it's February 7th. I've been laid up with a foot injury. Oh, no. Where I tried to stop a forklift from concrete wall. Financially, I'm fine. Dealing with lawyers and lack of social life is killing mental health, but you two have made every day better, so I want to say I love you both. Hope you're on the mend soon, Buyer's Guide to Cryptids. Happy we can be of some help. I tried to stop a forklift from concrete wall. Oh, my gosh. That sucks. Ouch. I knew a guy. I saw, I'm sorry. I knew a person who knew a person. He sort of was there at the bar. He was like friends with some people I hang, hung out with at mm-hmm. the bar. And he had lost half a pinky at, uh, I think, like Lockheed or something like that because mm-hmm. he worked at the factory or mm-hmm. whatever, working on planes or whatever. And he got 300000 for it. Wow. I would consider it. I'd consider it. Oh, 300000 Yeah. 300, my right hand, it would. Could play guitar with your left hand. Like, oh, you know, oh! I was going to say, are you right hand or left hand? I'm right hand. Oh, okay. See, I would. I draw with my right hand. I'd, I'd consider half a pinky. Mm-hmm. Let's go like this. 
if, if it was like the hard way, would you do it for 300,000? Yeah, why not? Chop. Yeah. Sure. Ooh, boy, oh boy, that's dark. <laughs> Matt Eager, Miz feud with Bray and they can do a crossover. Miz feud with Bray and they can do a crossover. Miz TV and Firefly Funhouse. Is that the idea? If they got serious with it, that could be pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Adrian Cazares, thank you. Stephen Hansen, Mojo Raleigh for Firefly Funhouse. Mojo. Mm-hmm. He would just make it too cheesy. Oh man, poor Mojo. Did he get? Did he? He's just still on Raw, I guess. As far as I know, he's just in that dark room with a mirror, mirror with some face paint on you, with some face paint. They're just doing nothing. Like man, imagine that, dude. It's like, oh, this week they're gonna give me some face paint for one side of my face, like around my eye area. Yeah, like lightning's coming out of my eye. And then he shows up to Raw and like nothing. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, we don't have anything for you this week. Really, you have three hours. You can't give me anything? Nothing. I have the mirror in my, my bag here. I set it up. <laughs> I have a light. the mirror. Give me a light in a dark room, and I'll bring my mirror, and I'll shoot it with my iPhone. Right. I don't know what the dark match was. Peen Man Gaming. So what you're saying, Steve, is his gimmick is 70s por- cop porn star, Val Venus, Rick Rude, Big Boss Man hybrid. Um, well, when I think of porno cop, I think like one of those uh, strippers, one of those cop strippers, not like a real cop. I don't know if there's any cops who like moonlighted as strippers. I don't know. <laughs> like Sipowitz. I don't know. Uh, Wolfpack for Life asks, what are the reasons you guys like EC3? He says for him, he seems average in the ring and on the mic. And yes, I saw his stuff in TNA. I mean, maybe it was one of those things. Either you get it or you don't. Either he you're is, into it or you're not. He is relatively average in the ring. I think he's, good, he's just entertaining on the mic. His, I think his personality seems, is is endearing in my estimation. He seems very self-aware mm-hmm. of the gimmick that he's doing, and that adds some charm to it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, hmm. Cody Lee. Hey, friendos, I was in the crowd for the Shields last match on Sunday, as well as for Raw last night. Bobby Lashley was there for both events, wrestled a dark match after Raw went off the air. Okay. Hmm. But no sign of Leo Rush at either event. Have you guys heard anything concerning his status? Nope. He's been fairly active on Twitter. I haven't. He's put out a couple Twitter videos, but I haven't seen anything there. That's, that's a guy who knows how to use social, social media. media. I know. I mean, where's, what's, where's Mojo on Twitter? Because Mojo, if he were smart, he'd be doing all that stuff. I think he his Twitter is under his shoot name, I think. Demutati. Um, no. Oh. Hello. What? You can get a Mojo Raleigh cameo. Oh, wow. So WWE is totally, totally letting these guys do cameos. Book him. You know, book Mojo. Guess how much his cameo is, Larson? $35. Think about it. $69. Very good. That is correct. So instead of trying to book cameos and putting up like just this is the life of Dean Mutati, why isn't he using his Twitter to advance his own stories? Kind of like Nikki Cross is really good at sort of Mm -hmm. straddling a line between like, you know, acknowledging and appreciating her fans on Twitter mm-hmm. and advancing her own stuff, mm-hmm. even though she's nowhere to be found. People, it keeps people interested. Every WWE superstar should be doing that stuff. Remember the Undisputed Era? Yeah. 
You're putting up all sorts of road videos. And road stuff, videos. Yeah. That's how you keep people engaged, yeah, man. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. It's what you got to be doing on Instagram and the Twitter. What you got to do to advance your brand. Social media. Yep. Anyways, what do we got coming up for the channel members and $5 and up patrons today? Non news on... about Sasha Banks status. Oh, okay. Right on. That's good. Uh, and then today's Tuesday. So truth probably exposed. truth exposed. We're going to try to find a video. Conspiracy video, which I could debunk immediately before even seeing it. You know what, man? Sometimes I just wish that you'd... I know you're old. You got to keep an open mind about things, man. My mind is completely open. Open your mind. There's a lot of people trying to put out there stuff that's trying to convince people it's real. It's all fake, especially real. if you find it on YouTube. Sports of conspiracy garbage on YouTube. Anyways, <laughs> be sure to visit patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson and get all sorts of bonus content yes. there. Uh, we shoot it live after the show. So uh, if you are a patron or a YouTube channel member... Keep an eye out for the community tab if you're a member. The Patreon wall if you're on Patreon. Yes. Uh, we post the link there probably about 10 minutes or so. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. want to say thanks to everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware.